Okay, hi. Today's conversation is um, with Claudine Lafond. She's the co-founder of Yoga Beyond, which is a yoga organisation, global yoga organisation that does workshops, retreats, teacher trainings. They do treks to Everest Base Camp. I've included the link below, so go and check out um, the amazing work that Claudine and her husband, Honza, do around the world. Um, and they manage all of this while well, they've got um, a gorgeous uh, little girl who's just turned three and they've got another baby on the way. She's seven months pregnant. Um, and we're having a conversation today about parenting, how you manage it with your business, um, navigating partnership. Um, and Claudine's a, a real inspiration of mine, someone that I've been watching, I don't know, probably over the last four years and I encourage you to check out her work. She's a great girl and I'm really looking forward to having a chat today. Thanks for joining me today, Claudine. I really appreciate you coming on board for a chat. And I'm sure this is going to be interesting and could go down many paths. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for the invitation. It's, uh, as you said earlier, it is really an, an honor and something close to my heart too, to share what I've experienced and learned about motherhood and, and how I can help other people and, uh, and just share from my own trials and tribulations and awesome. <laughs> windfalls. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for being prepared to do so. <laughs> um, okay. So I think what would probably be a good place to start is for you to share with um, me a little bit about your family. You're a relatively new mum with a three-year-old and another one on the way. Um, and also the amazing global business that you run. Sure. Uh, well, my husband and I have been facilitating yoga teacher trainings and acro trainings and uh, meditation retreats to Mount Everest Base Camp for the last about six, seven years now. We've been in the circuit of traveling and facilitating workshops in all different parts of the world. And when we fell pregnant, which was very intentional, we decided we wanted to continue doing what we were doing and just incorporate our baby and our children into our lifestyle. Mm. Yes, amazing. Well, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, as I said, I follow you on, on Instagram and I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Those wobbly bridges with a baby on the back and like. <laughs> oh, you know, everything, like I said, it has really just been this testing ground. You know, I, I won't say that it's all been smooth and seamless and I've been nonchalant about it all, but I, I have this deep trust that things will be okay and that mothers and, and women and parents have been raising children in all kinds of wild and crazy environments for millennia so how am I any different you know it's just a new experience for me but I won't know how it'll go <laughs> until I test it out oh no but it's it is very it's certainly very brave because I've seen some of those conditions for, for sure um <laughs> and there aren't or there aren't always the creature comforts that others might have no yeah <laughs> um okay and i noticed that you um have continued it has seemed to me and that might not be the case but it seemed to me it's been pretty seamless that the that since having sophie you guys have continued to run the business and actually continue to do the teacher trainings and it it has felt it has felt like you haven't missed a beat um and how have you kind of managed to, to do that, to, to navigate that balance of like continuing to practice and work and um, I guess be available for your clients, but also 
evolve yourself in this new role as a mum? Well, when it comes to the trainings and our travel lifestyle, we, we rely heavily on the global village. So wherever we go for trainings, we always employ local help for nanny care, uh, which is amazing in Asia, really available. And they're just so sweet with children. So I've, I grew up traveling to Indonesia quite a bit and I trust deeply in the people there and just know that she's in good hands so that we can focus on being there for our students and being there for our clients and everybody that shows up uh, to, to learn from us. And I guess one of the biggest things that I have learned as a mother is to ask for help, which is Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Thank you because that is that is one of the biggest things that I talk to women about is having the courage to ask for help and say that you can't do it alone. No way. I mean, it's still hard at times. I won't pretend that it's always an easy process, but I've I keep being put in those situations where I can't, I know I can't do something alone or someone will offer to help before I even ask. And I just take a moment and pause and say, you know what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please carry my bags or take my child or whatever it might be. You know, I, I am so deeply grateful for those people, those angels that appear at the right moments just to help out. And the more that I can, lean into other people, the more I can give to myself, the more I can give to my child and the more I can give to everyone that I work with. It is a, it's the simplest thing and yet it's so profound. Oh, that is so good to hear. It's mm. that, you know what, it sounds to me like, first of all, you're willing to receive it if the offer comes, mm -hmm. but you're also then willing to actually let go and say, okay, I am going to, give this responsibility onto someone else or I'm going to allow someone to help me. And so often we feel like we have to, as mums, take on a lot and more and then the resentment can build up. And before you know it, you're in this bad cycle where you're actually the only person who can do certain jobs with kids. I mean, I know I've been in that experience. I've been in that situation myself with my own kids where I've taken on too much and then I end up being the only person who really kind of knows how to do it properly. And then I'm annoyed and then I'm, Ugh. It's just got to stop, right? And the only way for it to stop is, as you said, being willing to receive it when someone offers it, but also being willing to actually let go of that control on a thing and, and say, someone might do it differently, but that's okay. It's great for Sophie, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head there. It's just that, that added level of trust when you do turn over responsibility of some aspect of your life or your parenting and just, just trust that, however else someone spends time with them or teaches them or holds them is okay. There's a deeper intuition that always kicks in for me. And I feel like if that's in tune, if, if, if the energy feels right, then I just can say yes more easily and just know that whatever happens is perfect. And just trust yeah. whatever comes my way. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so you just tapped onto something that I hadn't thought to talk to you about, but I think is super important and that's intuition as a mum. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if you sense this when you became a mum, but for me, I certainly had intuition, the way I would describe it as intuition at a, a whole new level than what I'd ever experienced intuition to be before. Mm -hmm. It was a connection to my, my body and the sensations within my body that were able to inform things that were going on outside in the outside world to a level that yeah is 
is different than I'd experienced. Can you talk about, about intuition for you as a mum? Yeah, I feel like it, it's something, we're speaking the same language, by the way. It's so nice to chat with you. <laughs> uh, it's, it, for me, intuition is something that's so primal. You know, it's inherent in our DNA and how we've evolved as, as women and as mothers to, to sense our environment and to feel into what is a positive and loving and safe experience into what might not be as harmonious. And uh, my greatest tool, I would say, for accessing that on a regular basis has been my, my meditation, even beyond the, the asana practice, just dedicating to waking up early and making that little pocket of time for myself to feel like I can drop in. Oh, I get chills. Yeah, this <laughs> that good. little time. It's like putting on a warm blanket or getting into a cocoon and feeling like I'm honing in all this energy around me so that I can infuse it into myself. And when I open my eyes again, I'm, I'm on and I'm reset and ready to just sense whatever needs uh, to be done and really feel into the need of the moment. And that changes constantly, but with mm. a steady anchor, like meditating or just breathing, <laughs> I feel like I can tap into my intuitive power, if you will. Yeah. And, and I love you said, I get up early and I do my meditation. And I think these are the, you know, I, you hear lots of people talking about self-care and what self-care might mean. And maybe it's like get your nails done or get a massage. But when I hear I get up early and I meditate or I breathe, that's what I hear is a mother taking care of herself mm -hmm. um, and connecting to all of those experiences. It is so like we take in so much. We have so much um, awareness that we're not even so much that we become aware of that we don't even necessarily process, but I think lives in our body, right? And by meditating and taking that time to just get in touch with ourselves and our feelings, I, I totally relate. It's when I'm dedicated to that practice, I'm on lookout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, I see the way someone looks sideways. I see, a, you know, a rounded shoulder. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm able to, like I'm in tune with my family members to understand better at such a small level, the nuances of what's going on that I can relate better essentially to everybody more easily. Yeah, totally. And you know, it's not always easy like anything in life, uh, late nights, feeling unwell. I'm seven months plus pregnant right now. So the temptation to sleep in is strong, but if I, wake up later and then Sophie comes into our room, you know, I've missed that window and, and I can already feel the frustration building in me that I didn't have that time for myself. So I've got to just manage those emotions or expectations or find the time elsewhere. So waking up early. Yeah. That's my number one form of self care. Yeah. It's a game changer. The waking up before everybody else, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, some really quiet time. Mm. Okay, so um, I also really wanted to ask you about um, how, how you felt supported by Honza, your partner, as you've evolved as a mum. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've very much been in this co-parenting experience as our lifestyle uh, has enabled us to, to really be around each other quite a bit. Uh, he doesn't have to go off to work. We work together, we travel together. And so he's, 
he's he's there you know he's there as much as i am uh holding holding baby holding space talking about now that uh, we have a three-year-old how we want to uh teach her and guide her and set boundaries so it's i feel like he's he's there to 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 really help out anytime i need it as i know you know as a as a mother you know i'm number one <laughs> uh so even though dad is there it's still mama that she goes to when she falls down when she's tired when she needs something first and foremost and the way that he's been the most supportive is to just take her off my hands in the afternoon and the morning so that i can have some space to be a woman so i can be my own individual person mm. and that's been really that's been really helpful so we've created a bit of a shared responsibility with time yeah i can see that you guys have done that really well and, and i am conscious that that's not open to everybody however it must you know because there are obviously a lot of people whose husbands go off to work and don't come home till late in the afternoon and they have to navigate a different kind of relationship or come to a different kind of arrangement but i think um there are obviously times when parents are often together and they have to find their own groove. But um, I love the way that you really highlight that you're co-parenting and you're just in it together making decisions. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I feel for, for parents too who have more of a full uh, traditional work style, lifestyle where they're not with their kids, where they have to manage that uh, self-care versus co-parenting and, and being around enough and I mean I my only nugget of advice too would be to just make that little bit of extra time to wake up early for yourself so that you can see things more clearly and communicate more clearly with your partner and, mm. and have a more harmonious way of, of going about things together yeah right and that the, the point about communication is huge mm -hmm. like being, I mean, irrespective of whether you've got a lifestyle where you're together the whole time and you share the responsibilities in business like you guys do, or if you are in that more traditional role, at the end of the day, no doubt, you have to have difficult conversations, right, at some point. And um, can you share a little bit about communication um, with Honza, like how you've, you've managed to do that well or where you can improve or... Yeah, we can always improve. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess the, the one thing we have done well is to, to ask for what we need. So that comes down to, you know, again, receiving help as a mother, uh, receiving support and just being really clear about what I need, uh, whether it's space or go and do the grocery shopping for me or please change a nappy, you know, I need to take a bath, whatever it might be, just from the, the smallest to the largest thing to, to ask for what I need with clarity and confidence and to just remember that, you know, he's, he's my person. Yeah. So there, there's no need to feel like I'm asking for too much or like what I'm asking for won't be received well, just to ask with an open heart and trust that he hears me and that he can support and, and step in in any way to, to meet that need. Yeah, beautiful. And you sound and your face, when you just say that, looks, you, you ooze gratitude. Mm. And I think that, if that's coming across to me across a zoom camera when you speak about it no two ways that's coming across to honza when you 
you know, share, ask question, ask him to do things or you receive his support. Um, I think that's a really beautiful piece too, the gratitude, right? Mm. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. It's such a, a sparky word for me because I feel like I live from that place of gratitude. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's endless. <laughs> the list of things that I appreciate about the, the life that we have, the family that we have, the relationship that Hans and I have, uh, the way that we share and, and live and love together. Just, it's, it's such a, a steady uh, driving force for the way that I live my life. Yeah, I can see that. And I really, I can feel it. And I think that that just then, it's almost like then a motor behind it and then you receive it and then you can ask and then you can be grateful. And it just, it's really self-perpetuating. Mm. Yeah, yeah that, it fuels me. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Cause I, I can see that. Mm. Um, okay, I was going to ask you about um, how you've nurtured your relationship to self as you became a mum. I noticed um, on social media, one of the things you did, and it's, uh, you, you'll obviously remember when it was, but it, it seemed early to me and I was like, damn, she's brave. Um, you went and did some, poor, maybe you went to Everest Base Camp um, on your own and Honza and Sophie stayed behind, I think. Mm -hmm. Numchar, yeah. I can't Numchar. remember how. Yes, yeah, yes. that's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd love to know about, you know, how you've, how you've managed to continue to nurture yourself in this, you know, role of becoming a mum. And that was one example that was just stand out to me. I was like, yeah, she's still herself. Mm. Yeah. That, that particular instance was huge because that was very new. That was the first time that I had been away from her physically for six days. Yeah. Uh, she was about 17 months. And uh, yeah, we trekked up to Namche Bazaar and then I did the trek solo up to Manavar Space Camp there and back. And it was an emotional roller coaster. Wow. <laughs> uh, I can imagine. Yeah. I had, you know, I'd recently finished breastfeeding. Like the first time I'd experienced this, this cord separation being stretched and it was yeah. so emotional, but so necessary. I got that, you know. Yeah. The departure was so dramatic. <laughs> I cried so much, but each day that I was walking and, and out in the mountains, I recognized that, you know, I'm not only doing this for myself, I'm doing this for so many women who feel this bind to their children and feel like they lose themselves as mothers and feel like they can't do anything for themselves. And, you know, it was such a... a a tribute to to women and recognizing that no you deserve to and you are capable to stand on your own two feet and go out and do whatever it is that you need to do because oh. you have to yeah i i okay well for me personally i was so grateful to watch that i was mm. that is exactly what i got out of it and um i i was like i see the bravery and i see this uh, you were willing to, it felt to me, oh, she's doing this for all of us. Um, she's saying you can still love them and still be your own woman. And yeah, it makes me want to cry because that's, that's definitely what I got out of it. And I, I was like, 
I could see it from both sides. You know, Honza was obviously filming back down waiting for you and you were walking up and then I think we lost contact with you at some point along the journey, but it, it, it felt to me personally, like you gave me permission to say, and you know, I'm, I'm along the journey. I've got a 20 year old daughter down to two years old. And I was like, only this recently, do I feel like I really have permission to go, no, I'm allowed to stand on my own two feet. I, I, th this is okay to go and to leave and they will all be okay. So thank you for, for that journey. Cause it certainly touched me in that way. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Super, super brave and, and great to watch. I don't know if we can link something in for people to be able to tap into Ooh. that. Yeah. Well, there are actually some, uh, we had a whole YouTube series documenting that journey. So it can add <sighs> the link in for the YouTube. Uh, oh, awesome. I will make sure I do a link on that. Cause yeah, I just watched it as it was happening on um, Instagram, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can revisit it. I love to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Um, okay. And I guess, with the new, the, the, the final thing that I'd love to know um, is you've got this beautiful new baby on its way. Um, and obviously that's super exciting and it's gonna be yet another change. What do you think um, or have you thought about things you might've learned that you do differently this time around? You know- Are you happy? Good. You can also be extremely happy. Yeah, you know, I, I know that uh, you had sent me that question ahead of time and I was thinking about it, but to, to be honest, I feel like my, well, there's a small distinction, but my pregnancy with Sophie was quite smooth. Uh, I had a home birth with her in five hours. It was beautiful. It was empowering. It was life-changing, altering all, everything. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm planning to have a similar birth experience this time around with the same midwife, a pool in my living room. Awesome. Uh, so I feel like it was a very intuitive, charged, beautiful, patient unfolding. And, and when she arrived, it also felt very natural. Like I, I'd obviously never done it before, but I just knew how to hold her and how to feed her and how to wrap her and love her and care for her. Just so tender. And God, I can't wait to do all of that all over again. Yeah. Uh, the, the only distinction with this pregnancy, I guess it's a few, you know, I'm a few years older now and I've, I've been through one before. I have felt less of a need to push myself and less of a need to kind of go intensely into my practice or to, to do everything to prove anything really. There's been more of a sense of surrender and allowing and gentleness. Oh, beautiful. Mm. You shared um, your birth story and um, we can probably also link to that. Yeah. And I was really grateful when you did. And I, I wrote a note to you at the time because I had a, I also have beautiful birth stories. Um, and I've, um, with Zave, who's now 18, I, I sort of felt I can't share I felt uh, nervous. No, what's the word? I felt like I was showing off a little bit to, to share my such good birth story um, because I heard so many other kind of like really unpleasant birth stories or whatever. Um, but I was really grateful to hear your story and how joyful it was because, you know, they can happen and, and, they, and it's, it can be extraordinary. And why shouldn't we also celebrate and, and share the, the glory of, of what that's like it's 
incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I relate to that 100% because there was the same hesitation for me in sharing uh, a, a positive experience because there's a full spectrum out there and yeah. you don't want to create any... I don't know, you don't want to gloat, uh, yeah. but at the same time, it's so important to share your story because there's so much fear out there about giving birth and being a mother and, and all the bits in between. And we need these stories. We need the reinforcing positive tales. It's, it's I, almost like a, a duty that we have to, to spread the what else is possible. Yeah, I think, I, and yeah, to, there's a there's a possibility to change the narrative and and to allow that option to happen for more more people. I mean, I know, um, and I think you touched on it when you felt immediately like you knew, and not everybody does, and and each story is okay, but you immediately knew um, how to hold her, and it felt very natural and very comfortable to you. I mean, I I remember going, oh, of course it's you. It was you all along and hi, yes, of course it's you. <laughs> it was like an instant knowing and for me and recognition of like, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I thought it was gonna be, but of course it's you. Yeah. Incredible. Mm. So it's yeah. so exciting. You've got all of that to look forward to. Yeah, it's so exciting. And and again, just so important. You know, I, I can't wait to share whatever happens in, in terms of the birth experience in those early days. Uh, it's it's one of the greatest honors that I've had to, to become a mother and one of the greatest uh, genuine responsibilities, I feel, to, to share that. Now, the word awesome is thrown around a lot now, but it's really one of the most awesome experiences ever. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Amen to that. <laughs> All right, Claudine. Well, I'm going to wrap it up there and say thank you so much for um, generously giving me your time when you're, you know, seven months pregnant. And Hansa is doing like a crazy silent retreat or something. Yeah, it's his third one this year. Uh, Ten day Vipassana. It's uh, 12 hours of meditation in silence. You're very much in your own space, even though there are about 100 other people around you. And it's, wow. it's something that's really resonated with him. And I'm inspired by too. I feel like it's made him a better person, a better dad, and, and just giving him that focus that he needs. Maybe that's his preparation for baby number two. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's pretty impressive. And, but, it, you know, obviously you're doing it all alone at the moment. So I am really grateful that you've, um, you've shared your time today. Mm. So thank you, Claudine. Thank you so much. It's been great chatting with you, Gabby. Yeah, you too.